Hi, you're listening to the Modern Club Management Podcast with me, your host, Ed Chapman. This podcast takes the lived experiences and knowledge of some of the leading figures and thinkers from the world of club management and beyond, all so that they can become your teacher and elevate your performance. Whether you're looking to start a career in club management, are a seasoned club manager at a world-leading club, or work elsewhere within this wonderful industry, there will be powerful messages and key takeaways that can help you in your career or personal life. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. And then how did you come to the idea of writing about your experience of the first 90 days? How, how did, that, did that kind of grow organically, or was it something you discuss specifically doing Reese, do you want to take that one first yeah sure I mean um, Mike and I have chatted about this we've got sort of a, a passion or a shared passion for sort of um, learning and, and sort of uh, trying to sort of share some of these experiences and um, <clears throat> we sort of discussed whilst we were in Qatar together sort of various white papers that we could write that that might be of interest maybe just to us more than sort of the, the listeners or the readers but um, you know, one was just set centered around the idea that we we sort of got our, our respective roles at similar times. Um, so there was going to be a period where we were going to be both leaving leaving Qatar and then starting a new role. So we wrote the first piece on sort of what that experience was like in in sort of um, looking for roles and and being repatriated back into back into the UK. And then the follow up was very much on how those roles have started because you know they, you know we're going to have different experiences we've come to different facilities so we thought that might be sort of something unique that we could write about and mike what was the kind of conversation around deciding not to read about the first 90 days because there's plenty of books and articles on that so what was the kind of thinking behind that I think you can just get sidetracked and um, influenced. Obviously, you read to get influenced and get information. And um, I think uh, on, on this occasion, um, I think someone else in, in our sort of peer network had posted something up on LinkedIn saying they just read this book, The First 90 Days, and got their plan ready. And, and we had a, um, a look at that and said, you know, it might be better if we just go in with a clean sheet of paper and say, right, we're not going to get steered by what the books say or what the, the scholars say. Uh, or the theorists say, go in and just um, see how we go with our own and then agree just to document the the, the steps that we're going. And um, I, I was first to jump ship, so I think I was in my role maybe a month or six weeks ahead of Reese, and I'd uh, bullet-pointed a few headings and then flipped them over to him and said, Reese, this is the sort of direction I'm going. Um, and, and like I said in the article, you, you start off with your plan and you start off with your list of things you want to do, but then that very, very quickly get sidetracked because uh, the club will want you to do something totally different. And then Reese then quickly followed on with uh, something totally different, very much because I think his club was so different. His, his club's probably 18 times larger from a membership number standpoint of view. So again, you just can't, I, I just don't think you can read something and say, well, I'm going to copy that. I think you've got to, you've got to go in with your own, uh, your own plan. Uh, and so I just didn't want to be heavily influenced by a book that I'd read. And was there anything anything you want to add to that, Reese? First of all, no, I can I completely agree, and I think that's the unique part of it. As Mike said, the um, 
you know, we were we knew we were going to write the article together. So um, if we were go if there was ever a time when you were going to have the exact same first 90 days that would be it um but the proof is in the outcome our our first 90 days were very different um and that's whilst comparing notes along the way so um as mike said you know two different clubs um sort of open-minded approaches um and then sort of different outcomes hopefully good outcomes um uh, but uh, but but vastly different mike i really love the idea of documenting all the changes with videos and photos, especially if you've got a lot of cupboards and things to look in that maybe haven't been looked in so recently. Can you talk in detail a bit about like how you store that, categorize it, and what's your vision for how you'll use that to tell a story? Yeah, it's, um, it's something I like to do, and it's a pretty simple process, just stand in the middle of a room with your iPhone and put on video and just turn in circles and it, it just goes around there. You can you can take photographs as well. Um, and then I, the files are pretty big, so I think I've just dropped into some a cloud file, Dropbox, uh, and they'll just sit there. Um, but it's, it, it's, um, it's really, um, it, it's good for your own own self-worth at the end of a year sometimes just to look back and say, wow, that, that was a busy year. We just get caught up in so much stuff that we um, we, we sometimes forget what's been achieved. So even from an, an annual appraisal at the end of the year or you're speaking to the board about the, the past uh, 12 months, you can reflect back and say, oh, right, we took that on, we did that. And it just... It, it, it kind of a lot of things happen seamlessly, and a lot of people don't even notice uh, a, a change. And so it's good just to document it. For example, we took a safety fence down the side of our driving range, which was fifty meters long by eight meters high, and put a new one up sixty by fifteen. And most people won't even know it's changed because they just don't see it. Um, but you've got a photograph, and you go, "Wow, that's changed a lot." But three or four, once you've looked at three or four times, you thought thought it was always there, and we're going in, we, we've turned our boardroom into a, a, a swanky new um, Trackman swing studio and we're about to go on a sort of five-year clubhouse re, uh, redecoration, really, not re, refurbishment program. And again, it's just useful to have a look at to have that documented. That's where we were and this is where we've got to. And it's also very motivating to show the team at the end of a year and say, do you realise it looked like this or it was performing like this? look at it now and they can sit back and go, wow, yeah, we've achieved a lot in a short space of time. So uh, that's that's why that's why I do it, because we've got very, very short memories and um, our members probably have even shorter memories. So it's uh, uh, just important to, to have the evidence. Um, and, and that's why that's why I do that. So Mike, one thing you mentioned in your article was the list, which was a YouTube short video, YouTube video that the All England Tennis Club put up. How have you kind of tried to implement that with your team and kind of get them on board with that concept? I guess that matches in a bit with documenting the photos and videos as well. Yeah, I'm obsessed with that video. I I, I show it far too, far too often. Um, But I, I, I presented it to the management team here probably in week two, um, and, and then just really encourage them to write their own lists. Um, to be fair, they didn't quite get exactly as I was hoping, but it gave 
gave some confidence. Some of them were big, big projects. And if, if you watch the list, it's the finite detail going forward. But um, as the year has gone on, um, every new staff that's joined the organization goes through an induction with me and I, I show the list again. I'm encouraging the front of house staff to come up with little suggestions here and there that we can change. Um, and um, so it's just repetition, repetition, repetition. And um, weekly management meetings, more things go onto the list. Um, hopefully some things come off the list from time to time as well. Um, and then it, it come out again at appraisal time, it will be uh, talking on sort of one-to-ones. Where do you want to take your department? How can you continue to improve? Where do we think we need to improve? And this is just now starting to come into just everyday conversation. So it's it's it's, it's more persistence and it's such a great, I, I would never tire of watching uh, that clip and it just encapsulates it every time um, that just the, the finest of details make a big difference. And already you get some nice comments coming in from members who see the smaller changes as well, which is which is great. And um, we, we're just sort of quietly going about our business making small changes here and there, some bigger ones, but um, things are getting taken off the list and more and more things are getting added to the list. But um, that, that sort of a trajectory of improvement is, is certainly going on there. I think we've already answered it within that, with the repetition. Is that how you got the team on board at the beginning when you said they didn't quite get it as you'd hoped at the beginning? Was that just a case of keep repetition of the idea or did you try a different angle with them? Uh, no, it was more repetition. Some of the things were just, um, like I said, the, the the video talks about more finer details, the sort of marginal gains, and, and some of the team put some pretty seismic changes on there, which um, are, are, are major capital projects. So they'll they'll they take a bit a bit quicker. But I was looking for some quick wins, mm-hmm. uh, some small wins initially, um, which and we've done a lot of those. Uh, and the bigger th- the bigger stuff will come in due course once board approvals and funding etc. But now um, I- I'm seeing it um, more and more that uh, without even have to ask, you're starting to see just these little quality changes happening and taking place, which is really important. And it'll just, as you say, it'll sort of become the the culture of the team over time. Uh, we we know where we want to go. We we know we want to, to be the best, and we have to keep. Um, improving and adding um, and it's just it's the little small things that can make the big differences so um, the team are very much getting that and how have you approached that then when you've got a team who've been there a long time and, and at a historic club I can imagine maybe change can be hard how is how, how obviously it's taken you six months to get there shows that you've kind of taken your time with building that trust has that been the main element you feel that that trust you developed with them yeah but building trust and, and not rushing into anything i mean it's uh it's sort of i, I when i read back what what i'd uh, written as part of my first 90 days i was surprised how many times i went through sort of the importance of taking your time and um and listening um it's, it's been done before. It's probably been tried before. But yes, building trust was really important to taking the time to sort of really understand. Sometimes you can come in and and to be fair, some of the changes that I want to make that I'll be making are the same as I came to the same conclusion within the first five minutes of being here. But I've taken the time to fully understand it in detail. And then you get 
you get a buy-in from everyone then because you want to talk about these issues, not just with um, the people that occupy the roles, but the people that they interact with, the wider departments. Um, and, and you start to build an understanding then of how everything's going to fit. And we've, you know, I'm doing that across operations and across the sort of the, the greenkeeping team as well. And we've made some, we've made some, you know, real good changes with the, the greenkeeping team, primarily on, on bringing um, skill sets in house. So, where projects would sort of be completed before by a contractor, we've sort of brought those skills into the team and sort of upskilled what we've got on on the ground. And um, and that again, that improves training now because when people are uh, within the team, they're doing their own in, um, on the job training. They're learning from other qualified people. So that's been a real success. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we dive into the world of club management. I hope you enjoy listening to these conversations as much as I enjoy having them. If you do enjoy and get value from them, I have two small requests. Simply subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening app and leave a review and share it directly with someone whom you think would benefit from listening. If you're interested in being a guest on this show yourself, then you can reach out to me using the details in the show notes or email me modernclubmanagement at pm.me. In the show notes, you will also find a link to my bi-weekly newsletter that complements these conversations where you can sign up to receive these directly into your inbox so that you never miss out. Thanks for tuning in and have an amazing day. This episode is brought to you by Sweda. Sweda is the social learning platform that delivers high quality blended learning with human connection. Sweda is on a mission to revolutionize the digital learning space through restoring the critical element of human engagement that has gotten lost in online learning. The technology provides everything organizations or individuals need on one single platform to achieve meaningful long-term learning success. Using these skills helped me attain a job offer as the Director of Golf at Golf Digest Top 100 in the World Ranked course after I completed their Influence and Communication courses. But don't just take my word and the 97% five-star reviews it has had on Trustpilot for it. Try it yourself. All you have to do is email david at suada.com. That's S-U-A-D-A dot com and quote the Modern Club Management Podcast to claim your free enrollment onto the Reciprocity course to start your journey to become a more influential and persuasive communicator.